0: Bye. hello everyone welcome back to holding fast to faith i'm your host brett hill and today we have a really good message it's a little bit different from what we've normally been doing but it is a message called do you have a desire to serve god i'm going to be in the bible in quite a few places so if you don't have your bible with you please pause pause the podcast run back and get your bible and come back and join me we're going to uh we're going to be in several places and so uh What I want you to do is just have your Bible ready and available, and like I said, if you want to, you can pause the podcast as I call out a scripture and turn to it in your Bible and then turn the podcast back on so that you can keep up with all the scriptures and read them for yourself. I always encourage people that when I'm quoting verses and I'm I'm reading verses, I, I also want you, the listener, to be reading as well so that the word of God can get in you and you get used to reading it for yourself and not trusting that someone else is is reading the right thing for you always trust the word of God and always verify the word of God by reading it yourself and asking the Holy Spirit to uh, work through you and to teach you what you need to be reading so be uh Be careful about what you're reading uh, with or what you're listening to from several other people and make sure that they are following the word of God. Make sure you're praying before you listen to them. Make sure you're praying before you listen to me. You need to always pray and let the Holy Spirit lead you on what you're putting into yourself because there's so many Christ out there. And what I mean by that... Jesus said there'll be plenty of people that says here's Christ and here's Christ. He's not talking about physical people. What he's talking about is versions of Christianity, versions of Jesus Christ that people will twist and preach to you so that you will not be hearing the real Jesus Christ, that you'll hear a watered down version or a twisted perverted version of who he is. So, the very first scripture that I want to read to you today is found in Malachi chapter 3 verses 18. Uh, Malachi chapter three, verse 18. That scripture says, so you will again distinguish between the righteous and the wicked, between one who serves God and one who does not serve God. And, and there's there's plenty of people out there, they want to read scripture. They've got a lot of knowledge about the Bible and they they, uh, they they don't follow God at all. They just love to have this knowledge so that they can have an argument with someone who's really seeking to serve God and they will twist scripture and argue because they live for the argument. This is not serving God because you have knowledge of the Bible. A matter of fact, it's just the opposite. Satan knows the Bible well. He knows the Bible better than I do, better than you do, better than all of us combined, and yet he does not serve God. Better yet, he opposes God and everything. He has studied God, his enemy, so well. He knows God's word so well that he has memorized God's word to the point where he can twist it to use it in anything fashion. He needs to draw those who want to get closer to God away from him. So, you have to have a desire to serve God. You have to have a desire to get close to him and pray so that the Holy Spirit will lead and guide you. And yes, there are plenty of spirits out there that can make you think that they are God. Remember the scripture that Satan walks around masquerading as an angel of light. He does this to deceive you into thinking that the scripture that he is putting in your heart, the way that he's translating it, is the way. Way that God wants you to go. So we have to be very, very cautious about what we read and how we read it and how we, uh, Translate The scripture also says a false balance is an abomination and a just weight is in his delight. So we have to make sure that the scriptures we're reading, we read the entire chapter, get the entire context of that verse, pray that the Holy Spirit gives us discernment about that scripture and translates it for us and that it it lines up with other scriptures in the Bible and we're not just going, you know what? This is something in my life that I want to do and here's a verse that will back it up. That is very dangerous ground to walk on and we should serve the Lord with all humility and with tears. And when these trials come upon us, these, these plots that come against us and things like that in our lives, that uh, we have the scripture to turn back to. We have the fullness of the scripture to turn back to. And what I just quoted you there is Acts 20 and 19. If you want to turn to, the, turn to that and read it, it's serving the Lord with all humility and with tears and with trials, which means... First off, you must have a humble heart. Don't ever get boasted up and get swelled up inside of yourself all prideful and think because you have read the Word so much, you've got a lot of Scripture memorized that you can be boastful about knowing that Scripture and you happen to know exactly what the Bible's talking about in a particular area. Break yourself down to humility. Get on your hands and knees and cry out before the Lord. And even in trials and tribulations, if that Word of God gets you through those trials and tribulations, and you have a humble heart, you can see that that gets you through the plots that the enemy has put on you. You will understand that the word of God that you are using is getting you in the right direction. It's being translated to you through the precious Holy Spirit. And I I hope you understand that because a a lot of people will use the word of God the wrong way for their own personal selfish benefits. And and it does not help you in the long run to do that. It always comes to a big funneled in dead, dead stop that gets you into a place to where you cannot get out of eventually. Yes, your, your, your mistranslations may help you in short times and they will lead you down the road and, and get you in some places, but eventually it comes to a screeching halt and you get to a place to where you cannot go any further because you have taken the wrong turn in the scripture over and over and over until you wind up at a dead end. Now, if you're still in Malachi, if you, ha- if you didn't turn to Acts, go ahead and turn back to Malachi if you did. But Malachi chapter three and verse 14, I wanna talk to you about the people that uh, spend a lot of time uh, just saying that this God that we serve, this, this Jesus Christ that came and died for us and all this gospel that we preach that Christianity uh, shares everywhere and we are so adamant about following Jesus Christ, there's a lot of people out in the world that just Puts it into perspective and says, You know what? That's never done me any good. I've never had any benefit from that. And I I just don't believe that this God is true. What benefit do I have from following that Bible? And so this this is made manifest in Malachi chapter 3, verse 14. You have said it is vain to serve God. And what profit is it that we have kept his charge and that we have walked in mourning before the Lord of hosts? They're saying, What is it that we've gained out of it? And what profit do we have to To keep his law and to keep his commandments. See, a lot of people, and that was coming from many people, and and I know throughout the Jewish culture and the history and and other nations as well, people who have followed Jesus Christ tend to see other people out there doing so well off. They they see other people making more money, having bigger houses and better jobs and and a bigger future here on this earth. But listen, that's not what we're here for. God did not put us here to have a a big future here on this earth earth he didn't tell us to store up treasures here in the bank and and let the let the banks draw interest and and let that be our future and what our hope is tied in matter of fact he said if we will lay up treasures in heaven not here on earth where the moth comes in and eats and rust corrupts he said lay up heaven lay up treasures in heaven so that you'll have eternal uh, prosperity uh, so that you'll have something to look forward to for eternity and not to be looking toward these things that the earth and that this world is is laying out in front of us and getting so caught up in that and this this scripture, the just the uh, what what do we have profit out of serving God? Listen, there's a profit out of serving God that comes through in eternity. All of us are going to be serving God in eternity, or we're going to be serving Satan in eternity. We're going to spend eternity somewhere. And the moment that you took your first breath when you was born, you entered into eternity. That what you're doing right now in this short lifestyle that you. Got is you are deciding you're making a determination within yourself which direction you're going to go once your, once your body here, this physical body you live in takes its last breath and you enter into a spiritual eternity and you either go to heaven or you go to hell. Now, I, I know people hate to hear that word. Oh, why do you always preach about hell? Well, I preach about hell because Jesus did. Jesus talked about a place where the unrighteous will go. Jesus talked about an outer darkness. He He talked about a place where he'll separate the wheat from the chaff, the straw down at the bottom of the wheat that produces nothing good for us to eat. He said, I'm going to separate that wheat from the chaff and throw that chaff off in a fire and let it burn up. He's talking about us the unbelievers. If, if we do not follow him and listen to him the benefits that we are not going to have is eternal life. But if we do follow him, that eternal salvation, that eternal life that he has offered will always be there for us and we Will get a chance to live with him and and to rule and reign with him, uh, just like the Bible says we do. So when these people are saying, uh, it's. What profit do we have? What what benefit do I get out of serving God? They are not looking at the spiritual benefits. They're only looking at physical benefits and we have to have a desire to serve God. We got to love God more than we love that new car. We got to love God more than we do that big paycheck from that big corporate enterprise that we work for. We got to love God more than what these people around us draws us over to the attention and we get all kinds of people that follows us and looks up to us and got their big circle of friends and all this popularity that we have. We got to love God more than the big houses that we could possibly have. God has got to be number one in our life because he says that the treasures that we lay up in heaven is going to be the only thing that lasts in our life. Nothing else is going to last. The the earth is going to burn up. The earth is going to be done away with and he's going to rebuild it the way he wants it and everything that we spend our lifetime here on this earth building, everything thing that we spend our last dollar on here trying to buy and get this and get that and have all these different toys and all this stuff. You know, my wife and I have all kinds of recreational things. We we like to go fishing. We like to go riding and things like that. But listen, my eyes are not focused on those things because I know that those things are not going to matter at all to me and they're going to pass away. They're going to be burned up and they're going to destroy it and people could come over and steal those things and, and if that's what my heart's tied up in, it will destroy me me when those things disappear. But listen, God has just given us the benefit of having those things here for a short season while we're here on this earth. We have an eternal life that we can choose to live and we have to have that desire to chase after that eternal life. He says to seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and then all these other things that we need, that that we have on this earth, that we need to get us through this earth. He didn't say that we would have to have a, a three piece suit job to where we're the CEO of a big company. He didn't say that we had to drive the best cars and and show off to everybody our our money and our, our royalty and all the stuff that we could have to make us look better than everybody else. He didn't say that. He just said all the things that you need, I will make sure they're there for you. That means I'll make sure there's a roof over your head. I'll make sure there's clothes for you to wear. I'll make sure there's food on your table that you're taking care of, that your family won't be going without eating and and not be hungry and that he said i'll give you those things but you got to seek me first i'll prepare everything else And so we cannot be looking at the world and go, you know what? Before I came to Jesus Christ, I had all these other things. My life was so much better. And we start judging our lifestyle based on the stuff we have and the friends we have and and the people that's around us and all the riches that we had before we came to Christ. Listen, he said you're going to have to give up some stuff. Matter of fact, there's one story in the Bible where a rich ruler came to him and said, How can I uh how can I have eternal life? And Jesus said that you must be born again. And then he went over he he went through the whole scenario and he he read the guy's heart and he told the guy that uh uh he well he didn't tell him, but he he saw in the guy's heart that he loved his riches, but he had spent his life really pleasuring himself with building up so much riches and so many possessions, and and so he said, uh He asked Jesus again, is there anything else I can do? Jesus said, if you want to be perfect, sell everything that you've got. Give all the money to the poor. Get yourself out from under the desire to have all these fancy things and and the desire to have that money. If you really want to serve me and you really want to have eternal life, you cannot be desiring to have all these things and putting them first and and your pride be tied up in things here on this earth. And that's what we need to make sure we are not doing so people, you especially the Christians that I'm talking to out there right now, you need to make sure that you have a desire to serve God above anything and everything on this earth. Everything else should come way lower on your, uh, on your series of things in your life that's important to you rather than serving God. He has got to be first. He has got to be the first hunger you have in the morning. He's got to be the first hunger you have when you lay down to go to sleep. We, we should desire him more than life itself. That We need to make sure that God is number one before anything else. Now, that does not mean that we discard our family and chase after a calling. I, I've seen a lot of people that have done that. God has called me so I, I'm gonna take off and I'm sorry but I, I can't support you out here on the road, honey, so I, I gotta leave my family. Listen, God has never told anybody to break your family up and run off and go serve him because serving him is not breaking up your family. You cannot do that. If you are going to go on the road serving the Lord, you better take your wife and your kids with you and make sure that you're still taking care of them and providing for them or God didn't call you into that. God didn't tell you to run off and start making your family poor. God didn't tell you to run off and start making your family do without food. He didn't run off and start making your family wonder if they're going to have any shelter or not. Wherever God calls you to something, he gets you through it. Wherever God calls you to something, he provides to get you through that thing. He does not call you into suffering and shame and and puts you into something that's going to cause your family to be doing without. He will provide for everything he calls you to. Check yourself and make sure that you're following the word of God and following the scripture because God does not make mistakes. He does not put his people in danger he he does not put his people in poverty on purpose like that he does not tell you to make bad choices now yes you are going to have to give up some things to serve him don't get me wrong you may not you may not be able to work that big fancy job that made lots of money before but he still will not put you into a poverty situation to where you start going days and weeks without eating and and days and weeks of not having a roof over your head or, and start losing everything you got because you're not working because you're so so stubborn chasing this uh, so-called calling that you think you have. You need to really have a desire to serve God and let the discernment of the Holy Spirit pull you into what he wants you to do. Now, before I chase that rabbit trail there anymore, I want you to know that the desire to serve God, the hunger and the thirst after his righteousness includes reading the Bible and spending time in prayer. And we have got to make sure that we do not chase after everything else in the world. And let me let me read you another scripture here, First John 2 and 15. to to reinforce everything I just said. Like I said, I'm not going to jump off on another part of the message with this. I just want to reinforce what I just said with scripture. In 1 John 2 and 15 says, do not love the world nor the things in the world. If anybody loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. We do not need to be chasing after the things of this world. They are not that important. As a matter of fact, they have no significance to you at all, he said, to come out from the world and be no part of it. We are placed here for a season and we are not to be part of what the world says is right and part of what the world says is correct. This new culture that we live in, this new era that's going on in the world and the way that people are are presenting themselves and all these new eras and all these new groups of people and stuff. Listen, God is not part of that stuff. He He, he is not part of that. He came to bring a division between his people and those people. If if the those people do not coincide with the word of God and give up those desires to have those feelings and desires to have all that stuff that they're fighting over and stuff like that and chase after God with all their heart. They will not inherit the kingdom of God and that is scripture. So we do not need to be chasing after that to be part of that. So let me just tell you, again, I'm gonna bring it up. Do you have the desire to serve God? So people... Everywhere in this world they look for rewards from man they they look for rewards from from uh, their work, and they they want to build up treasures, and I'm I'm going to hang around right there because so many people want their possessions to be uh, what shows them to be so successful. And when they show off their possessions, their cars and their their boats and their houses and all the stuff that they have, they show off these possessions like this is what makes me successful. I want you this is the worldly viewpoint, and the Bible does not have anything to do. Colossians three and twenty four. If you want to turn to that one with me, Colossians 3 and 24, knowing that From the Lord, you will receive the reward of the inheritance. It is the Lord Christ whom you serve. And you understand that when you are serving Jesus Christ, you need to know that your reward and your inheritance should be coming from Him and not be focused on material possessions that are gonna burn up in this world. Our reward and our inheritance from Him is more important and and more lasting than anything this world has to offer. Jesus Christ, when He came out of that grave, He gave us an eternal life. He gave us salvation. He gave us hope and he gave us a a, a place to live. He said, when I go away, I'm going to go and build a place for you. It's not a house you have to build. It's not a place you have to pay for. It's a place he's already built. It's a place that he paid for with his own blood. He's provided every bit of it. All you have to do is take part in it and and get the reward of the inheritance that he has handed to you freely. A free gift that you don't have to work and earn you just have to receive it through faith through him. It's Jesus Christ whom you serve. Do you have a desire to serve him? Do you do you have a desire to let the Holy Ghost work in your life? Do you have a desire to let Jesus's word be the mandate on how you live your life? This is what we need to live our life by, not not by what the world says we need to live our life by, and and not by what our heart desires here on this earth out of physical things. That is not how we live our life. The reward of the inheritance is eternal life with Jesus Christ, salvation through him, his death, burial, and resurrection, and that's what we have to have a desire for more than anything else, or we will not get it, and that is plain and simple it it is something that is spelled out in every scripture throughout the bible that if you don't put him first he says if you love me keep my commandments i'll call you my friend if if you do what i say he said the the first thing you got to do is love god with all your heart mind body and strength and then love your neighbor as yourself make sure you're treating people the way you want to be treated make sure you're showing god's love to everybody around make sure that your faith is in jesus christ and not in your education Make sure your faith is in Jesus Christ and not in your bank account and not in your possessions and not in the friends that you have in your circle. You have to believe in Jesus Christ alone. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man will come to the Father except through me. And if if you don't have that lined up, and that's your number one priority, he says, you will not make it to heaven. You will not enter into my kingdom w- without putting me first. God does not come in second place for anybody And we have to all understand that. We all have to understand that to the place that where we, put everything else in our life and me and even your wives don't don't let your wife become first in your life to the place to where you put her over what God wants you to be doing she needs to be the close second to Jesus Christ and and make him first and so and I tell my wife all the time that uh, honey I love you so much that you're you're number two in my life and and I mean that and she understands that because if I don't put God number one if I replace God with her and I put her number one, I'll lose everything because God is not going to come in second place. He is a jealous God and he says in stone, written in stone, thou shalt have no other gods before me. And a God to you, listen to me, a God to you is anything or anybody that you put in front of God, that you make first place in your life. Don't let anything in your life become first before God. Do you have a desire to serve him? Is your desire big enough in your life that he's your number one priority? And listen to me. There, there's a lot of people out there. That Romans uh, chapter one verse twenty-five says, "For they exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshipped and served the creature rather than the Creator who is blessed forever." Amen. And that right there is a really good scripture for us to use where where we are trying to worship the creature. And I I know that there's lots of religions out there where people worship animals and they worship things that God created. And men also worship the woman, worship the female, the wife of the family, and that the scripture is warning us against this. We exchange the truth of God for a lie, and we cannot put anything in front of God in our lives. That's Romans chapter 1, verse 25. If you don't have your Bible, write that down and go to it later and realize that we cannot serve anything else except for the creator. Anything that has been created will get in our way of having eternal life with Jesus Christ if we are worshiping that creation. Other than the Creator. Now, I, I want to give you another scripture here to back that up. 1 Samuel chapter 12, verse 24. It says, Only fear the Lord and serve him in truth with all your heart. That's First Samuel 12 and 24. Listen to that again because the scripture I just read about worshiping the creation instead of the creator, First Samuel 12 and 24 says, only fear the Lord and serve him in truth with all your heart for consider what great things he has done for you. What great things has he done for you? Well, a lot of people sit around and scratch their head and say, well, I have no idea. I'm not really sure he's done Done anything for me? Well, let me tell you, if we go all the way back to the Garden of Eden and we see where sin entered into mankind and got into the seed, and every child that's born from that day after has corruption inside of them and they'll have sin, they're born into sin. Jesus Christ came and took responsibility for that. He died on the cross, He bore your sins. He said, If I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me, all sin, all, all the sin of everybody that lived and everybody that would be living. Jesus Christ, the man, the son of God, which the scripture calls son of man, Jesus went to that cross, was nailed to the cross, he took your sins upon himself and he did a great and mighty thing for you right then and there because he took your sins upon that cross and received them in himself and he took your death. He died his last breath covered in your sins and my sins and he went to hell and took the, de- the keys to death, hell in the grave for you and for me. And on the third day, he was resurrected and came out and gave a new life to us. He gave us resurrection power within us when he entered, enters into us through faith in him. And we have these great and mighty things that he did for us right there in his death, burial, and resurrection just to name one major thing he did. Listen, you should be shouting and have glory in your life going on at all times because of that one event. And I know the world likes to try to draw your attention away from from that and try to make it of none effect and try to put all kinds of stuff in front of your face to make you desire these other things here on this earth more than that but he he has done a great and mighty thing that is going to save you from the pits of hell a great and mighty thing that has went and built you a house in glory a great and mighty thing that when he steps out on that cloud and calls us home one day we're going to go live with him forever we're not going to worry about the sins of this world anymore we're not going to be caught up in the trans Transgressions of what this earth has to offer anymore. We get to live in his presence, in God's presence forever and ever and ever and no time will ever be counted anymore. There will be no end to our joy in our hearts because of living with him. That's a great and mighty thing that he has done for you and you should rejoice for that more than anything else that you could think of. So I'm going to ask you again, do you have a desire to serve God? Do you have a desire to have that eternal life? I know there's been a a lot of people that tells me, well, I've worked and I, I've got a good life and I, I'm going to go to heaven with my works. Again, I'm going to tell you, if you don't serve God with all your heart and all your mind and your strength, if he's not number one in your life, your works are going to get you nowhere. He's going to look at you and say, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you because the blood of Jesus Christ will be the only thing that gets you into heaven. And having a desire to serve him is the only thing that's going to cause you to make it and I want to tell you today people stand in this world and they and they shout all kinds of things that draws you away but God said come out from among the world don't be part of it well I have come to give you life and life more abundantly and if you want that life I came to bring separation I came to pull my people away from those people and bring a separation separate the sheep from the goats and today he wants you to know that we need to be serving God with all our mind in our strength. He needs to be number one in our heart. So if you want to serve God today, if you want that eternal life, if you want hope in Jesus Christ, I want you to pray that prayer of salvation if you've never prayed it. If the Holy Spirit is working on you and telling you that you need this hope, oh uh, preacher, I I need to be serving God. I, I didn't know that I needed to have him number one in my life and everything that I do. Well, if God is working on you, the Holy Spirit is calling on you right now, you need to pray this prayer and mean it with everything inside of you. Dear Jesus, I know that I am a sinner. I know that I need salvation. I I want to have that desire to serve you. My heart is telling me that I need you. My heart is telling me that I'm a wicked man, that I'm a sinner, that without you I'm nothing. Please come into my heart. Cause me to want to love you. Put your love in me. Teach me what your love is. I I repent of my sins right now. I believe what this preacher's telling me that you are the only way to heaven and I receive you through faith right now and I receive that desire to serve you and right now, according to your scripture, I am saved. Listen, if you have prayed that prayer today, I want you to start getting yourself a Bible, get yourself in a church and find yourself a good church that will teach you to serve God, that will surround you with the love of God and start mentoring you to serve God and, and serve with other people. There's powers in numbers and your crowd needs to change. You need to focus on living for the Lord and serving him only. Amen. Have a heart and a desire to serve God above everything else. God bless you. I hope this is helpful you today and I will see you on the next one.